This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. We are being blasted, of course, by nonstop polling these days. But, of course, it's important for you to know they're not created equally. And I think there are very, very few you should trust. We are teamed up here with Global News with Ipsos, which has been very reliable for a traditional pollster. They use phones and smaller sample sizes to determine the trends of voters to make their predictions. But there is a new pollster on the scene, and it is like no other, Polly is what they call her. And it's a system that's using artificial intelligence to read and analyze what you say and you do online without asking any questions. So Polly's able to get a much, much more accurate reading of what voters actually think. And the, the important thing about Polly is that she samples way, way bigger numbers. So instead of getting a sample size of, let's say, a thousand, Polly can read a sample size of a hundred thousand. And look at all ages, geography, gender, and then turn it right around in like 24 hours. So how reliable is Polly? Well, Polly predicted Brexit, the last federal election for Trudeau a month before, and Trump's win. So what is Polly saying about June 7th? Well, it's a little too close to call. But let's ask the woman behind Polly, her name, Erin Kelly. She is a CEO of Advanced Symbolics, and she joins me now. Erin, you seem to be kind of at the forefront of this new polling that um, I think is much more uh, definitive than the old traditional polling. What is it about Polly that seems to get a, such a different reading? Well, Polly is an artificial intelligence, and she's able to go out on the on social media and get representative samples of populations online. So people having natural conversations in their natural environment, but we're also able to make sure that those samples are representative of the population because obviously there's bias and who's in social media. Mm -hmm. So she's able to correct for all of that and get a very accurate view of what the population in each riding is thinking. And Polly gets it right. She got Trump right. She got uh, Brexit right. And she got Trudeau right, correct? Absolutely. She got uh, and she got Trudeau a month before the election, in fact. So what is it about this election that Polly is seeing? So Polly is seeing this election. First of all, it's very, very interesting the way the popular vote and the vote by riding is dividing. So even though the NDP and the PCs, in fact, the NDP are slightly ahead of the PCs now in the popular vote, but the progressive conservative party is still ahead in seat count, significantly ahead. So, um, so the, their vote is much more efficient. So we're go- we're seeing right now what the Americans saw with the Trump and Hillary campaign, where Hillary Clinton got a higher popular vote, but mm-hmm. she lost the election. That's what we're seeing right now. But of course, that could change because we're still two weeks out. We are two weeks out, and I get the sense that uh, while you know the liberals are kind of well, they are off to the sidelines. There's no question. I think this is a two horse race. We use Ipsos polling with Global, and I think they're one of the better traditional pollsters. And I always tell people. Don't believe all polls because they're not reliable and it really depends on who is doing the polling. Is that fair to say? 
Yes, that's fair to say. You have to look at the methodology. You have to look at their margin of error. I'm seeing a lot of polls right now. They're not publishing the margin of error. Mm -hmm. And without that, you can't really judge the quality of the poll. Because we had two polling. We had Ecos Today and Forum, which had these radical numbers showing a 10-point spread between the NDP uh, and, and the PC party. And I think this really confuses people. And it's one of the things I don't like about polling so close to an election is because it can really sway the outcome of how people will vote. And so when I see a technology like uh, Polly, or I see the Ipsos uh, polling, which is very consistent, I tend to gravitate towards that. Yeah, the advantage we have because of Polly is she can get very, very large sample sizes. So we've got 100,000 people that we're monitoring as part of our uh, poll. Mm -hmm. So that's a much more, you're going to get a much more accurate number than when you have, say, 1,500 people. And in addition, we're using, we're looking at the same 100,000 people. So we see how the headlines affect their their vote or how it doesn't affect it. So we see how committed they are over time. You know, you're looking at the numbers. I think Toronto, or the Liberals look to be only winning about one seat in Toronto Centre. Um, and normally Toronto speaks for the province. And I think that's why there's kind of so much anger outside of Toronto as to why they feel like they have no voice. But this is a different election because it seems outside of Toronto is going to uh, pick the winner. Is that right? That's right. And it's a, it's a really different election, too, because we're really seeing the extraction of the Liberal Party from this election. So uh, areas that used to oscillate between PC and Liberal, the Liberals are not a factor anymore. So they're really, for the, some of these ridings for the first time, are looking at sending a, an NDP MPP to Queen's Park. And But yes, it's very much an you know, still in Toronto, we're seeing very strong uh, PC mm-hmm. showing, but outside of Toronto, we're seeing more of the NDP. So it's really interesting in terms of the divide there. Okay. And so what area? We were always, in the first couple of weeks of this election, we thought that the 905 would decide the election. What area of Ontario are we now looking at? And and, and I think it's 14 seats that will decide. Yeah, there's four, there's 14 seats that Polly has identified that the NDP would need to win in order to form government. And, you know, nine of them we can see, you know, with, with some effort. She's not winning any of them right now. Um, but there's, there's a good number of surprising ones. Uh, we mentioned the Bay of Quinty, which mm-hmm. is traditionally only oscillated between Liberals and PCs. We're seeing women now and the youth vote gear more toward uh, Andrea Horvath. Um, and so she has a very good chance because those people who used to vote Liberal in Bay of Quinty are now moving NDP. She has a very she has a, a chance of winning that riding and some other bellwether ridings like that. If she can get just five percent more, eat into five percent of the of the vote that Doug Ford currently has, she can actually form government with that. Right, but for a PC voter to turn to Andrea Horvath, I think that would be very difficult. Well, you know what? The undecided number is very high right now. And uh, there's there's the PC voter and then there's the Doug Ford, Ford Nation voter, and mm-hmm. they don't seem to always be aligning. So um, some some people who were traditionally PC but are saying they don't agree with the leadership or the direction this time around are, are starting to talk about, yeah, maybe going with Andrew Horvath. Right. and But do you get the sense, we're still two weeks out, and the advanced polling starts today. Do you get the sense that some people will maybe get spooked at the very end by by actually going that far left? Well, it's possible, and, and we have to be clear that the undecided is still in the teens for most of these ridings. I mean, some of them are as high as over 20%. So that's a very, very high undecided for two weeks out 
from the election. So mm-hmm. we're not calling this election by any stretch of the imagination because the margin of error is still too high because of this undecided vote and because in some areas people are still really going back and forth. And given that Pauly, uh, you know, decided on Brexit and got, called Trump and all and Trudeau so far ahead, she can't project this one, can she? No. And, and to be clear, she called Trudeau very far ahead. She got Trump quite ahead, but Brexit was three days before. So this is we're seeing more like that because the undecided vote here is similar to the undecided vote that we saw in Brexit. Um, people are very torn. What should people be looking at when they look at the numbers in polling? They should be looking for whether or not the poll shows the number of undecided, whether or not the poll shows the margin of error, and they should be looking for the sample size. So, you know, how many people were polled. And really, the, the general population vote, you have to understand, does not tell you how people are looking in each individual riding. So mm-hmm. it still can't tell you who's going to win the election. Will advanced polling tell you anything? Yes, it will. Um, if we can get, it depends on, we'd have to look at the demographics of people who are doing the advanced polling. I mean, if it's mostly people of a certain demographic, then you can't glean from it. It needs to be representative of the population. So we'll have to see who does go to the advanced polling. But we did use that to some extent for the, for the, to call the federal election in uh, 2015. Wow, it's fascinating. But I get the sense that Polly is, is really the, the wave of the future when it comes to this kind of um, uh, polling. Uh, will traditional companies still continue to do it the way they do? Or are they moving towards uh, a model that you're using? I think they'll have no choice but to move to a, a model like what we're using because less than 10% of the population will take a phone survey now. So by definition, you're getting outliers in your survey. Not to mention a lot of people. I mean, I've done my own polls and I've, and sometimes I will play with it and say, yeah, I'm an NDP voter just to see how, uh, because I know how I vote, but I do think people do lie or, or they might say one thing and go a different way. Oh, they definitely game the system. There's no question. So if you had to take a, I guess you don't guess. We don't guess. Um, but, but you know, what we're seeing right now is still that the NDP is ahead in the popular vote, right. but the PC is ahead in the, in the seat count. But yep. that, that could radically change. It could change. But I think what Ford has going for him is that the conservative vote does generally get out and actually vote and not just say they'll vote. That is a very important uh, factor to consider, yes, for All sure. Right. Okay, so we will check in with you hopefully again before the election, but I know a lot of people are uh, looking at the numbers and likely uh, after the debate will probably solidify their choice. Yes, and we're going to be monitoring the debate in real time and, of course, the day after to see uh, how, how, you know, who wins that debate. So that'll be really interesting. It's going to be a very important debate for both Doug Ford and Andrea Horvath. Kathleen Wynne says she's not out and she's still fighting the good fight, but she's, the, the liberals are done. They cannot come back, can they? Uh, we're not seeing that there's any possibility of that, no. Wow. Fascinating. Erin, thank you so much. Thanks, Alex. Erin Kelly, she is the CEO of Advanced Symbolics, and this is, I think, the way of the future for polling, and I think this is a poll that you should and can rely on. And uh, we will check in with her. I'll be curious to know what Polly thinks in the next week. Here on Point, here on Global News Radio.